in um, Huntington Beach, they have this thing called Oktoberfest. And they yes. have wiener, wiener dog races at Oktoberfest. Yeah. So yes. it's so fun, man. And then so me and my buddies would go there and we'd race Doogie. And he would, there's guys that are so serious about it. And Doogie would smoke all of them. And Doogie wasn't even like, he wasn't even like a trained athlete. He'd just do it, you know, and he'd smoke He's everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs podcast. My name is Richie Redding. I'm Dr. Lee Slipman. Yes, and uh, we are the only vet slash comedy podcast in the effing world. That's true. Anybody tries to take our shit, we will sick Chloe on you. <laughs> we have a guy. I've been trying to get you forever, man. And yeah, dude, super busy, man. I've been having so much to do. It took oh, a quarantine. You're so busy. quarantine. I know it took oh, quarantine so to get busy. me to do the one upshot, go. yeah, the one upshot <laughs> is all these guys that are usually doing TV shows. Yeah, there's have, nothing uh, to say. <laughs> nothing happening. So with that said, uh, from MTV, from Comedy Central, and a whole bunch of other TV shows, Mad TV, and the movie Argo, which I didn't know until I Googled you, Amir oh, yeah. K. Yay! Hey, guys, what's going on, Whoa. man? Happy to be here. Is the letter K for people who don't know, or, or K K A Y? Amir K. K, okay. Yes. I'm assuming because uh, your last name is Khomeini? That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> asshole. <laughs> no, it's Kamyab. But uh, yeah, okay. that, it's just Amir K. So we're off to a good start. He's already called you an asshole. Yeah. I know. Yeah, geez. good start. <laughs> I mean, that, that is definitely an Iranian name that would definitely get just an abbreviation if your name just happened to be Khomeini. Khomeini. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Uh, it's That's Hitler, not- but you can call me uh, Rich H. There you go. <laughs> More importantly to this podcast, you are a dog dad. I'm a dog dad. To a pretty fierce creature. Oh, yay! Hold oh, my God. Right hold there, on. I need so to I can take a picture of this. This is how you screenshot it. Nice work. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So And cute. this is... The Wild Doogie. That's Douglas, dude. The young Douglas. Little Dumbo. There's so many nicknames he's got. Little Dugello. Little <laughs> Dude, I have so many names for him. I don't know how he even keeps track of them. Who has, who has more, him or Old Dirty Bastard? Oh, probably him. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know Old Dirty Bastard's got a few, but Doogie's got a bunch. Does he <laughs> respond to all of them? Uh, you know, it's funny. I think he does. Or he kind of ignores all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ignores all of them. Yeah, he's okay, well, so I guess I'm wondering before we get to him, because oh my God, he's so cute. Um, and Dachshund. He's a Dachshund, right? Looks yes, like. ma'am. Yeah, he is. So, yeah, a little dapple So doxy. that's Dr. Ma'am to you. But um, <laughs> at, but before we... <laughs> well, I mean, he already called you an asshole. So, you know, we're just, we're friends all around. But no, I'm wondering, what is your history with pets before? What made you get him? And then leading up to him. So like, did you grow up with pets? Where are you from originally? Yeah, well, I grew up in Orange County. I mean, I was born in Iran and I moved to Orange County when I was like five. And then... Um, cool. 
you know, so we're like immigrant family and stuff like that. And I always loved animals. My mom loved cats, you know, when I was a kid, like in Iran, she always had cats. And we had this like one calico cat and it had kittens. I, I remember that. And then so we kept oh. one of the kittens. So we had a calico cat and then one of the kittens. Calicos are so cute. And so feisty. By the way, they're usually feisty and they're usually female. The calicos? It's very rare. To, yeah, they're very, it's very unusual to find a male calico cat. What is the yeah. reason for that? Genetics. Oh, just that's the genetic it, whatever just, coloring? They just, yeah. ma- wait, so calico is a coloring? Calico, Yeah, it's like right. the it's mixed like a, coloring, you know, that like, that like every color on Orange, it. black, right. splotchy. Yeah. yeah. It's like an orange, black, white, splotchy. It's like the, it's like the, it's like the cats they use in children's <laughs> storybooks. They're so cute. They're so cute, but feisty and usually female. <laughs> there you go. Ours is female. Are there mad Persian cats in Iran? Uh, you know what's funny is I don't remember seeing. I I mean I was so young I don't remember, but I'm sure there is. Yeah, they, I think I think people probably have them. You know, like they if I go to Afghanistan, and I don't see some Afghan hounds. Will be probably I assume so. Yeah, it's, it's probably the person with see money. If you went to Germany. Some German shepherds. <laughs> <laughs> Dachshunds are are German, are they not? They are. Yeah, Dachshunds are German as well. Dachshund. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she had kittens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she had cats. And then, like, I remember my brother really liked cats, too. But I always wanted a dog. And then, but we lived in an apartment, so we couldn't get one. And um, my dad briefly, because my my parents got divorced really, really early, and I always wanted a dog. And then my dad got me a little lab, but, like, brought it to the house. My dad always did this. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, but he would, like, always, (laughs) he'd always, like, bring a pet for, like, for the week or two and then end up giving it to someone else. And it was just like the worst, oh, like the worst, no. but he thought it was like a good thing. You know, he was like, oh yeah, here you wanted a dog. Here's your dog for a week. I guess it's, he, he was like the OG foster system. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't even know where he was getting these, the animals, but like, dude, it, it, so I had a little lab for like a week called Rocky, but then he ended up giving it to the, his girlfriend and then we ended up living at her house for a while. So like, you know, Rocky was my dog for that time, <laughs> whatever it was like. Like a year Whenever you visited the chick's house? Yeah. No, no. But we lived there for a minute. Like we okay. moved so much, dude. My, I have a fucked up weird childhood, but like. That's a different podcast? That's a totally You're different podcast. fucked up weird Yeah. Childhood. But I mean, whatever. I mean, he tried to do, you know, he was like, oh, here, the kid wants a dog here. But, uh, you know, he was just doing his best with whatever he could do, you know? Yeah. I think there's something about the composition of a comedian in particular that like there's there's parents that have ideas about pets that is like. Oh, yeah, this would be a good lesson for two days. <laughs> yeah, but he was just never, you know, like he wouldn't, I don't think, think things through fully. We had a very unconventional, like, childhood and, like, upbringing, you know, to where, first of all, we're immigrants in a different country. And it was just like, it, it was so many different factors to why we didn't have a normal childhood. You sure. Know? But um, it, it was what it was, and it made me yeah. who I am. So, I, 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 you know, I don't ever shit on it. But that's it. But you yeah, had so, pets. Yeah, we had pets. That's what matters to pets. me. So whatever. Uh-huh. Whenever I had the dogs, though, like I loved, I loved, um, yeah, like, it, and it was just like I would get so connected to the dog. But then eventually we had, we, my dad and that chick broke up. So then we, I never got to see Rocky again. And then <sighs> they kept the dog because we didn't have a place. I, I didn't have a place for, you know, to keep the dog. And then later we got a little house and then I got a Doberman named Toby. And that was a dog I had for a really long time. And then it bit somebody. And then my dad got rid of it. Oh, Boy. no. What kind of dog is that? It was a Doberman. A, uh, he was a Doberman. Doberman. Yeah, Doberman Pinscher. And by get rid of it, does that mean he went to the farm? Yeah, Because we've exactly. had a lot of people who's... He said the farm. He gave me the farm story. Dude, I had a cat, too. I didn't tell this story. This is fucked up. 
I had a little kitten when we lived in this apartments because when I was about like in fifth grade, we started living with my dad as opposed to my mom in the same apartments that we lived in. And um, I got this little kitten and I love this kitten, dude. I like raised it. I just, you know, I would spend so much time with it. And then my dad hated cats. Like he hated the cat. And because like the litter box and all that. And he said it smelled like shit and all this stuff. And so yeah. we had some cousins staying with us that had moved from Iran or that had just my dad had brought over from Iran. They're my two older cousins. And he I this is like I found out years later. He like told them to get rid of the cat. So they like just drive drove it up to Newport Beach and just like dropped it off at like an animal shelter. Oh. And then I just did and then I didn't know, but they're like, oh my God. And I'm looking for the cat. My dad never told me that he that they did that. And now I'm looking How and I'm like devastated, was- dude. I was fucking so devastated. And this is the fucked up part. <laughs> I went, like, and I would look for this cat, like, every day. I, would, I remember crying and shit. And I was like, oh, man. I, I, you know, like, crying for this to, to have my cat come home. And then Aww. and I would go out in the neighborhood, like, our little apartment complex. And I would look for this cat. And one day, like, like three, four months later, I, like, kept hope and stuff. I found this cat, like, <laughs> that kind of looked like my cat. And I wanted it to be that cat so bad. And I found it, like, underneath a guard. It was like a freaking like you know feral it was just like a alley cat you know and i uh, and i brought this cat home that i thought was my cat but it was so not my cat because it wasn't even nice to me it was like it was like clawing at me and shit i was like no this is it and i bring the, the cat the home. street did him dirty yeah i'm like dad i found the cat so my dad comes home and the cousins come home they're like what the fuck how does he have this cat and they and they couldn't tell me that it wasn't because they're supposed to be happy Dude. that I fa- you know what I mean like he didn't tell me he got rid of the cat so he's supposed to be happy that <laughs> the cat's on so he's, like, he's like oh my god that's amazing <laughs> like it was so weird then years later and the f- cat finally like fucking scratched me and shit and just like we had the door open and it just ran out and never came back so I was oh, like oh, that's oh so that funny. wasn't my cat <laughs> how long was it before they uh came clean dude like years, years later Years later. And, and you know did, that, did you know that strain your relationship with your father at all? No, yeah. I mean, I was so so much older. And I mean, there's so many other things that strain the relationship. That, that was like not even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bigger fish to fry. <laughs> when, uh, when looking up things to talk about on this episode, I discovered a movie called The Ugly Dachshund. So it's a 1966 movie. It was one of Disney's first like actual live action movies okay. based on a book written in the 30s. And the plot line of the movie is that a couple is on their way. They get pulled over by a cop because they're speeding. They tell them that somebody's in labor. The cop thinks that it's the wife, but it's actually the dog. And the, it, which is a little dachshund. They take the dachshund to the vet. The vet, the vet has a Great Dane that is also giving birth. And the mother of the Great Dane litter pushes one of them away. So they give that dog to the dachshund. And the dachshund mom raises that Great Dane. And everybody hates it because it's a big, goofy Great Dane. And they get really frustrated. And uh, they throw it in the trash. And it's about to get picked up by the garbage truck when the mom has a sudden change of heart. <laughs> is it, this is a German movie? <laughs> this is the this weirdest is a Disney thing movie. I've ever heard. It's from the sixties. What? Whoa. Yeah. Okay. It was a it was a children's movie that they were going to throw a fucking dog in the trash because it like was too big. 
That's hilarious, wow. dude. What a fucking time. What a time to be alive in the 60s, Crazy. huh? Even though it's big, you probably shouldn't throw your dog in a garbage truck. <laughs> what if that was the only re- what if that was the only reason she had to change her heart because it didn't fit in the garbage? <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was just all big. legs. Probably. Special report, special report here. This is a special report from We Don't Deserve Dogs. Amidst the coronavirus, there's a golden retriever in Colorado named Sonny who has emerged an unlikely hero. You see, his mommy trained him to deliver groceries to his elderly neighbors in this time of social distancing. All day long, he brings their old asses groceries. All he asks for in return is a couple of treats. You can keep your belly rubs, lady, he says. Just give me my goddamn duck-flavored treats. He has two doggy siblings at home, and they can't deliver jack shit. He's made it perfectly clear that if anybody gets his duck treats, he's going to pee on everyone's beds. This has been a special report, special report from We Don't Deserve Dogs. So let's get to, uh, what should we call, how is he known to us? Doogie. You can call him Doogie. Doogie. Yeah, so what is the story of Doogie? So the story of Doogie? Oh, okay. So Doogie, I got... Um, when was this? This was probably, he's 15 now. So I got him in like 2006 or something. Is seven. he your first pet? No, no, I've had other pets. Okay. Um, I don't know if you were listening to the beginning of this podcast, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> she meant on your wow. own. <laughs> yeah, I had other pets, but I but, mean on your own. Yeah. Yeah. This was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. My first pet fully on my own, I guess. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Um, okay. But I did have a goldfish for a while that my mom murdered on accident. That Thanks, I had mom. Dude, I had this goldfish for like two years, man. And then my mom one day was like cleaning, like she came to my condo that I had and she was cleaning out the bowl and she had this, there was a bottle of water, like, like a Avion water that I had filled uh, with vodka for some reason. And she oh. thought that that was just like regular water and she poured it in the bowl. And no that's, way. And just that's murdered. actually a humane way to euthanize the fish. Are you kidding me? <laughs> No, that's, that's actually, yeah, that that anesthetizes them. And it's actually 70% spirits uh, will actually humanely euthanize a fish. So oh, my I was God, I got to go take back all the bad <laughs> stuff I said to my boss. Like, what are you doing? You fucking well, I mean, at, at least it wasn't, it was just so I can give you some comfort and peace. It was not a, it was a nice death. Oh, good. I tried to revive him. I was so bummed because I was like looking yeah. at the water in the bowl. I'm like, why is it like have that, you know how alcohol has that like little, like, how do you say it? You know, like yeah. pour gasoline and water or something. You can see like the little yeah, whatever. And uh, I was like, dude, why does it look like that? And then he started to act all funny. And I try to like put him in water, like how you do when you catch a fish and you're trying to like release it, you know, like try to like move him back and forth uh, in the water like that. And then that'll like kind of liven okay. him up with the with water goes through the gills and stuff. I tried to do that, but it was too late. It was like he was just swimming in vodka. Drunk as shit. Yeah, he was hammered, dude. Fuck, I felt so bad. The bad news is that your mom's a murderer. The good news is that she's a humane murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever. She didn't know. Oh, no, but now so you know, that's actually the humane. People should not flush fish. They should, if they're really sick and there's nothing they can do, they can humanely euthanize them with alcohol. What kind of day drinking were you doing at that time that you were uh, walking dude, around was, with an Evian bottle full of booze? Bro, I was probably wasted. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd do that. I think I was just like probably the bottom of the vodka bottle and I just poured it in there and I'd throw that bottle like on in the free, freezer or fridge that she didn't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was uh, those days I'd, I would get wasted, dude. That was living, <laughs> in, I was living in Huntington Beach, but, man. Before, I was before you had a dachshund son to take care of? Yeah, exactly. so how'd you get your boy? 
So I got my boy in that same condo I was talking about when I was like 24. I bought a condo and honey, I was doing real estate at the time and I and I made some money. And uh, so nice. I decided to buy this little condo, little one bedroom condo in Huntington Beach. And uh, I was like by myself and I was working at home at the time. And I was like, I'd like I'd like a little companion. And I always, you know, love dogs. So I was like, um, let me get a dachshund. I wanted to get a Doberman again, but I was just like too big for the place. So I uh, I ended mm. up just. I researched some dogs and I thought a dachshund would be a good one for there. And then so I got you went duty. out in search of dachshunds. Yeah, at the time, I don't know. I was just like walking to, through this like little little mall area and they had a pet store. I know it's like whatever, but like to fucking not rescue it. But this was like 15 years ago, you know, in, in Newport Beach. We won't tell anybody. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I was like, I didn't know, you know. And I was like, what were they gonna do to him if I didn't? But when I saw Doogie, I was like, I have to get this dog. Like, I he was so cute when he was a puppy and just like. It was it was perfect. Did you say fifteen years ago? Yeah, he's fifteen. Yeah. Wow, he's fifteen. Wow, that's a testament to you. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. And so he's has he been healthy this whole time? Two major things where he had uh you know, he has that uh degenerative disc disease. So he does. Yeah, so he's yeah. had two big back surgeries. Like do you, oh, really? two of them. Yeah, wow, dude. you really love him. Fourteen thousand so, bucks. Yeah. Do we want to each each? No, seventy two hundred each about yeah. Uh, okay, that's kind of cheap. Um, do you want to tell people, or would you like me to tell people about the intervertebral do- disc disease that they should know if they get a dachshund? And did you know, or was this like a big surprise? No, no, no. I kind of had an idea, so I tried to be careful with him. But he was so like when he was a puppy, like he was in wiener dog races, and so, I mean, he was like a crazy, <laughs> like because he would. I had my like, like, seriously. Yeah, dude. He was like a freaking. You were racing him. He was so. I mean, I didn't want to. I was like, what I would do is when he was a puppy, he had so much energy. We'd ride around the little condo complex and I'd have my beach cruiser and he would run alongside me uh, just like without a leash, just like bombing, like right next to me. Like, and he was, was uh-huh. and that was how I, how I would like tire him out and we'd do a couple laps uh, and then we'd come home and then he'd like kind of, you know, chill out for a little bit. But like that was his exercise and stuff and he just loved doing it every day. So he, he just got really fast and they, in um, Huntington Beach, they have this thing called Oktoberfest. And they yes. have wiener, wiener dog races at Oktoberfest. Yeah. So yes. like, it's so fun, man. And then so me and my buddies would go there and we'd race Doogie. And he would, there's guys <laughs> that are so serious about it. And Doogie would smoke all of them. And Doogie wasn't even like, <laughs> he wasn't even like a trained athlete. He'd just do it, you know, and he'd smoke He's, everybody. Yeah. Is having a wiener dog, is it like uh, guys that are in a sports car at a red light? Like if somebody else has a wiener dog, you just look at him like pull up. Oh, 100%. Just, dude, I don't know. It's like, you, it's like an unspoken thing. Like if anyone has a wiener dog or whatever, you just go like, hey, I got one at home. Like I don't know how many people have been like, I have one at home. Like they want, they have to tell you. But, you. but is it like let's race them? Oh, no. Oh, I see what you're getting at. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get a dog this race, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude, his racing days are over, dude. He's retired. Yeah, yeah he but, earned that one. Well, that's great. I mean, I always, I, you know, it's just, they're just prone to, I mean, it's just their confirmation and genetics. Like, there's nothing that you can do to prevent it from happening, most likely. Like, the downward concussive forces are probably the worst. So, like, now that you know he has back issues, you definitely don't want to let him, like, jump off the bed, right? Or oh, go, no. like, downstairs. You care, you carry him everywhere, I'm sure. But for people who have, like, young, healthy dachshunds, I always say, like, you know, let him be a dog. You know, you can't you can't predict this if it's going to happen. Um, so I don't, I don't personally ask the people with dachshunds to like place any restrictions on them. I say, let them live their lives. Let them be a dog unless you know now that they have issues. So now that you know, um, it's good. So he had two back surgeries. Maybe tell the people what you, like what happened, what were you seeing and like what led you to have his back surgery and like, was he 
paralyzed, like what the complications can be and, and like what his, obviously it looks like he's walking and he's doing great. So oh, yeah, he's, he's very great. lucky to have you. And do you have pet insurance? Uh, you know, no, I didn't at the time. So when I was, when he, I did have Oof. it in the very beginning. Yeah. And then when I started comedy, I didn't, I couldn't afford it anymore. And so I know it's like, yeah. it wasn't even that much when he was a puppy, but then it started to get more and more as he got older. And then when I started comedy, I just like cut every bill I had. I mean, I had no money. So I just, uh, you know, I, I can I, relate. Yeah. So <laughs> I had to give that, that up too. And then, and that's when it happened was like years later, you know, after I, um, wasn't doing real estate and I started my comedy career. And what happened was I was out, actually out of town and where was I? I was in North Carolina or something like that. I don't know. I forget where I was. I, anyway, I got a call and I was like, dude, Doogie's acting weird at my friend that was watching him. He's like, he's like under the bed crying. I don't know what's going on. So I flew home like right away. And, um, like a G Aww. yeah. And then, uh, Doogie was super, I got home and it was like, you know, like maybe whatever, 10 hours later or whatever. And he was just like super, like it, he was putting his head down and he was like really st straining like his, you know, like, and he was dragging his front legs a little bit. Like he was knuckling, you know, you mm. know, the ruptured disc was pushing against his spinal cord or whatever and causing like, um, like his front legs to get a little paralyzed or whatever, like not have the function. And yeah. so I was like, holy shit, I could tell he was in a lot of pain. So we immediately went to the vet. The regular vet was like, I can't help you here. Like, you got to go to a specialist. So I, you know, I was like, oh, shit. So I drove him all the way down to Newport Beach where his um, little specialty doctor is. And uh, like I, I researched this guy and he's like one of the best, um, Dr. Barry. He's like one of the best that deals with toxins and their spinal issues. And that's why his his surgeries are a little more expensive. I think you can get it done for like 3000 or something, but you know. He's oh, like no, I wouldn't it. recommend it. I usually, in New York City, it's like around 10000 Oh, wow. Yeah, well, surgery. here yeah. it's like, it's like yeah. 3000 4000 but like, it, you know, they would have railroad You need it them. done by a special, by yeah, a neurologist. This guy's yeah, like veterinary a neurologist. Yeah, super specialist. Yeah, like he's done surgeries on like snakes or something like, I don't know, some crazy. <laughs> and so I went to him and um, he was like, oh, yeah, I've seen it a million times. Like, we're going to take some x-rays, do the MRI thing. And they scanned him and she showed me exactly. He's like, look, this is what's happening. And we got, we got to get him in surgery right away. Because like the sooner you get to it, the, you know, the better chance his recovery mm -hmm. is, right? So, mm -hmm. so we did it. And fortunately, that was the first time. And he opened him up and dude, he had like 40 staples right here um, because they went in this Aww. way through, his, through here. And it was like, you know, higher up on his neck area. Right. And so when I picked him up, the doctor said, you know, just, just so you know, like, there are some chances that if I found it, he tried to clean up as much as he could because all the discs had calcium deposits. Ruptures. Yeah, little, oh, uh -huh. little little deposits in there. So he was like trying to clean up as much as he could because once those deposits get so full, they force the disc fluid out, you mm -hmm. know, and that's when the disc. <laughs> You're an expert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when the disc rupture. So like he tried to clean as much as possible. But he did tell me he's like, if um, just so you know, there's like a 70 percent chance if I see like it this bad up here, because I obviously can't open up Doogie all the way. If I see it this bad up here, there's a slight chance, like, you know, not slight, but 70% chance that like later on, this may happen again in one of the lower discs, mm -hmm. you know? And so it, sure enough, 70%. Like, wow. Yeah. Cause he's and like, you know, if it looks this bad up here, it's probably like that yeah. bad down there. And I can't just open the dog up all the way. It's like, right. that, that and would that's be like, genetics. So. And you're not going to do anything about it prophylactically. So how many years later then did he rupture the second disc? So yeah, about like a year and a half, two years later, sure enough, like, you know, he jumped off of. Uh, my roommate at the time's bed and he, 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 and I was not home at the time and he heard like a yelping noise. And then we were back right back in the doctor's office right yeah. away. I'm like, dude, we got to go now. 
I just grabbed them. But you knew what to do. At least you knew the process. You knew yeah. what to expect. And you know, totally. the, the, the thoracic ones are a little bit less scary than the cervical ones, the ones on their neck, because the ones on their neck can, can also paralyze their breathing. Yeah. And that's really the scariest part of it. Otherwise, I mean, you know, you get the surgery and typically they have a pretty, they have a pretty good prognosis and they usually are, are able to walk again, but every once in a while they can't. But then, then you see the dogs in the wheelchairs. Do you follow inspirational dachshund by any chance? I have a few just, like dachshund yeah. accounts that I, I follow yeah. just because they're like cute, cute, cute dogs. Inspirational dachshund is a good one. I okay, highly I recommend. I gotta follow that yeah. one. I don't follow that one. <laughs> yeah, but I will. Soccer for a dachshund in a wheelchair. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> they are cute, uh, but yeah, I didn't want Doogie to have a wheelchair. No, of course like not. Yeah, for sure. So, Amir, I have prepared for you. We had well, first of all, I have to say that this is a special day because I've I've been doing a personality test since we started the the podcast and saying all along that one of these days one of our followers is going to be so bored that they are going to compile a spreadsheet so that everybody can compare one another's dogs. Okay. All it took was a coronavirus quarantine. And we got a message on Instagram this past week that this girl actually put the, put it together. Uh, her name is Kim Possible, I believe, on Instagram. So uh, we will be able to uh, to match up stats. Kim but, Possible, thanks for making his dream come yes, true. Yes, thank by the you way, so much. You done I way more for him than so I ever have. Hard <laughs> at this. But at any rate, to better get to know Doogie, we have this personality test for you, Amir. I just want to, Kim Possible 0724, just want to shout her out, Kim. You are our hero, my hero, really. So You really are. Yeah. Okay, so on the Kinsey scale, one being the gayest and 10 being the straightest, where would you put Doogie? Doogie, okay, so one being the straightest, 10 being the gayest? Other way around. Okay. He's at one a is five. the gayest, 10 is the straightest. He's at a five. Yeah? Yeah, Doogie's right in the middle. Why is that? Oh, sometimes. Well, my old roommate used to put, I don't know if you know Grant Cotter. He used to be my roommate. He used to, anytime I'd go on the road and I'd come home, do you'd be in a dress when I would get back. <laughs> he like bought him this dress and he would just put him in the dress. And I forget the name he'd call him, but he'd call him some sort of ballerina name. <laughs> That's hilarious. And he liked it. That yeah. might speak yeah. more towards uh, Graham's leanings than Doogie's. But <laughs> yeah, no, but Do Doogie was very comfortable. So I would say, I don't know. I don't think he's one way or the other. Respect that. Respect that. I feel like I know the answer to this one because I only knew him from the Graham. Uh, how's he doing? What's his Graham ability like? Oh, he's got major Graham ability, dude. People love him. One to ten him. These are all one to tens. Oh, one to ten? Ten. For sure. He's like an 11, that yeah, boy. Yeah, he's like 11, he's an 11. for sure. Yeah, he's way up there. Because yeah. like he's... Because we didn't he, really mention you do incredible, you do hilarious freaking videos with him, right? So everybody needs to get on your Instagram and watch this. Watch oh, yeah. This. I'll do yeah, some the, more too during yeah. the quarantine. The one of... Uh, of Doogie's first kill that you did as like a nature <laughs> channel thing. That is awesome. That's they tickle me. They tickle yeah. me a lot, Amir. So oh, thank cool. you for that. Uh, I like those. <laughs> savagery. Oh my God, dude, he's a savage. You saw the one, did you see the one of him, the attack one, where he was like a trained <laughs> attack dog from Germany? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suggest you watch that one. Uh -huh. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, I mean, that's a killer in your lap oh, right there. Oh, I love him. This I feel he, like he's just, 
I feel like he's just luring you in for a false oh, sense I love of security. Him. Yeah, dude, Ooh. then he can be vicious, man. You should see him with his stuffed animals. He gets really down. And w after the neck <laughs> surgery, I was like really tripping because he shakes him so violently. Oh. But I asked the dog and they're like, like you said, they were like, just, you know, let the dog be a dog. Like, yeah, all you can do is what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got ramps everywhere in the house, you know, yeah, ramps. Exactly. And, and like, exactly. But other right. than that, I let him be him, you know. Yeah. Really? Your house is covered in ramps so that he can like get onto the couch. <laughs> That's it. Ramps everywhere. Even if he yeah. wants to come in the shower with you, there's a ramp on the, no. Nah. He he's got like to the, the bed, to the couch, you know, he's got ramps. We need a video of that. Where's the Instagram video of that? There's some. There's some Instagram okay. videos of him, of him coming in the uh, of him coming in the shower with you. Okay. Not the shower one. <laughs> but the couch. That's, Where's that's your the, modesty, woman? That's what I was saying. Yeah. I gotta get him his own loofah. I gotta get him his own loofah before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know his stamina has gone down, but where would you put his physical stamina currently? Dude, when he wants to be, he's pretty active. Like, uh, you know, when we go out, if he has, if he's with his best friend Bella, who's got another buddy of mine, Andy Cozell, who watches Doogie when I'm on the road has a dog named Bella. And when they're together, he is, his energy level is like, he's like a new man, you know? Like he's been taking hymns or something. Oh, and, nice. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes when he's <laughs> little, with me. Little Roman? Yeah, little Roman or whatever else those dick pills are. Um, he has some good yeah. energy. But right now, like he's just posted up and after his morning walk, he's kind of, he's a little drained. So he's right there in the middle five. A fiver? Okay, I did. At 15, a five. We should yeah. all be so lucky. I know. Problem solving. Pro oh, he's pretty good. Like he's figured out his ways. Like he's very smart. So I'm going to say like a eight or nine there. Mm -hmm. Has he has he figured anything out that you didn't want him to figure out? He's Well, I mean, obviously the crinkling of any bag, he's in the room within seconds. You know, if he hears any sort of <laughs> bag open, he's like right there on your ankles. Um, what else has he figured out? I'm trying to think. I don't know, man. He's just really smart about figuring out little things about how to get to things, you know, or open doors. Like he's learned how to open <laughs> yeah. doors. Like even from Wait, the he can way, open doors from five inches off the ground? <laughs> dude, he can, no, like he can open a door if it's like slightly ajar from the inside or the okay. outside. Oh, like yeah. If it's like going inside, he'll bust in like a, you know, like a what FBI, dude. Like he'll like push the door down. <laughs> I, I want to tell you that's a skill because our 75-pound Ridgeback does not know how to do that. She will cry at an open door and wait for it to be opened for her. Like fully. Like, no, he'll yeah, bust fully. right she in, can't open He's it. fucking yeah. SWAT team. Doogie SWAT team, <laughs> yeah. dude. He'll bust that's your ass hilarious. <laughs> Which brings us to our next category of does he have any special skills that are particular to young Doogie? Young Doogie, he can wave. He can high-five, obviously. He can attack Aww. on command. When I say uh, attack and snoof, I've taught him that, where he'll attack, <laughs> he'll attack his uh, his stuffed animal. So that's a special trick. It's in the video. If I go attack and snoof, he'll just like attack. I couldn't tell. Yeah, that's hilarious. But like, you couldn't tell. I, I didn't know if you did that in VO. Like we just did a voiceover of saying oh, attack that was and live. snoof. Like, yeah, that's great on command. And it doesn't matter how small the dog is. If you like, if any dog comes charging at you on command. That's You're kind of scared. Oh, 100%. Like you, even if it's a, uh, a teacup poodle, like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, dude, I've seen <laughs> table guys, male guys, they're horrified at Doogie when he's fucking... Like, <laughs> if someone comes in now, especially when he's older, he gets a little crankier. I don't know if, if that happens, you know, when dogs get a little older. Like, he has gotten a little, you know, more leash aggressive, I'd say, like, you know, around bigger mm -hmm. dogs. I don't know if it's because of his back stuff or what, but he definitely is, like, a little bit more snappy now. In his older age. Yeah. Even if someone comes in that doesn't like, you know, the cable guy was here the other day and he like just came in kind of without like 
you know, like knocking properly or something. Yeah, like went I think down it's a, probably a combination of his past history and, you know, maybe a little arthritis and, uh, you know, and then old man cognitive, you know, you know, old men. So, but, <laughs> but that's also, okay. I mean, mm. that's kind of the uh, one of the added bonuses of having a dog that, like, supposedly burglars, even if you have like a tiny little dog, they're less likely to go in that house because the dog's going to give them away. Yeah, it's a jam up right. for the burglars. Um, yeah. And then we get to his street smarts. Oh, he's a pretty street smart boy. I would say yeah. he's about an eight, eight or nine on the street smarts. You know, Strong. I, yeah, I think he can handle his own. Like, he's he has done that before, like, kind of dipped out. Especially in the community, like in my old condo community, he would like kind of take a little stroll sometimes. He would just find his uh, way out of the gate and then he'd come right back and people were like, oh, you saw Doogie in the courtyard. I go, oh, cool. Funny. But it's just safe. Thank God he didn't run into that cat. Exactly, dude. <laughs> that cat sounded like a tough customer. Uh, how bougie is the boy? Bougie? Yeah. Um, he's in his older age, his tastes of kind of his palate's gotten a little more sophisticated, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he's. He doesn't need his, like, you know, I've changed his diet a few times just because he gets sick of certain things. I have him on Honest Kitchen. I wanted to ask you, doctor, what do you mm-hmm. think of um, a diet for a dog like Doogie? At I'm a big age? fan of Honest Kitchen, actually. I think they are a very honest company. Um, I, they used to be, I don't, I'm a little confused. They used to be, like, dehydrated raw, but I don't think they are anymore. I think they were just dehydrated, like, fresh food. I'm a big fan of, like, the fresh frozen. I'm a big fan of all their ingredients. I'm personally a big fan of the fresh frozen foods, too. Like, uh, we've fed Chloe a mix of, like, just food for dogs and the farmer's dog, which is, like, fresh, which is food that, like, you or I would cook that's balanced by veterinarians with vitamins and minerals, um, but it's frozen because it has literally no preservatives in it. Um, and then you just keep it in your fridge, just like your food, just like we would. Um, so it's pretty much like home cooked, but I am also a big fan of the honest kitchen. So if he likes it and he's finicky, then stick with it for sure. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Oh no, he's been on that. That's like the one he likes. And then somebody told me, but the raw stuff, I had him on the raw stuff for a while, like where it's like a meat raw diet. Is you know, yeah. and that I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah. So I'm, I, that's the only thing that I'll tell people. You know, if, if people want to do it, that's at their own risk, but it's not usually. They will shed E. coli and salmonella more often. They actually can't be therapy dogs if they're being fed a raw diet because the risk to, if you know anybody who's like immunosuppressed, any like older, like your grandparents right. or kids or anything else like that, they shouldn't be around them. They certainly can shed salmonella and E. coli without even getting sick from it, or they can get sick from it themselves and then preparing it and handling it yourself plus then balancing his nutritional needs is very, very, very tricky to do. So I personally am not a fan of raw feeding. Good. I'm glad I, mean, I, I, think, I'm, I'm yeah. glad I asked asked you that sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off but i because yeah. there i would i would go to this place called healthy spot in like west hollywood and they're like dude pushing this stuff they're like this is the Weird. best cleanest diet and i'm like and i kept hearing They'll about probably... that and i so i got him on it and then dude fucking i go to the vet like he was on it for like maybe a month or two and then yeah. he, he loves the food by the way because it's i mean it's obviously it's like meat you know he's like fucking just scarf yeah. it down but then then he's <laughs> like i went to get him a teeth cleaning and they did the like blood work right before, you know, uh-huh. they put him under or whatever to do it. And his liver values were super high. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. fuck, is this something to do with that? You know, uh-huh. could it be? So now uh, I have him on some liver medication. Um, Denimarin, t- probably. What? Yeah, it is Denimarin. Den- yeah, Denimarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, 
I, I always say there are some liver enzymes in older dogs that just, it, they're almost elevated in almost like every older dog. I, say, I almost say like, I think they should like change the values for one of them in particular is called alkaline phosphatase. And that's just an enzyme um, that tells us like, maybe like the, you, there could be some benign changes to the liver or maybe the liver's having a bad day. As long as liver function looks good, meaning everything that the liver needs to make, like cholesterol, proteins, glucose, the liver looks makes all of that. So as long as the liver's still doing their job and making all of those things, then I'm not, I don't get overly concerned. The denimarin is a very potent antioxidant that will support his liver. Um, and if you're seeing a difference with it, great. If you're not, then I, it's a do no harm. So yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. Anyway, I don't get super excited about elevated liver enzymes. I don't know if it could be from the raw or the not. Probably not. It's, my guess is it's some just benign changes. But if you wanted to be sure, I mean, or there were any other changes that indicated like it's not just this one enzyme and depending on how high it was, the next thing you could do would be to do like an abdominal ultrasound to right. make sure that everything actually looks good. Yeah, I was just, I, I had him on the denimarin for like, it's been two months now. So I was going to get his like values retested. Exactly. And then, and then go from there. So exactly. But like, exactly. what's something Perfect. you would notice if there was some liver failure, or liver function failure, or like, what would you uh, notice in his behavior? Well, the, the liver is, you know, responsible for detoxing, <laughs> detoxing blood, right? So you would just start to feel like you had all these toxins building up in your blood and feeling really crappy. Um, a typical thing we'll see in really true liver failure, I mean, that has to progress and get to, to a severe point, but is when somebody or a pet is like jaundiced or icteric, meaning they turn yellow. And in pets, that'll often be like the whites of their eyes or their anywhere that's like hairless that you can see really well. Um, their gums can be a little yellow and it can be hard to see too sometimes if you don't know what you're looking for, but um, any vomiting, severe lethargy, really not wanting to eat at all, um, changes in behavior and then jaundice. I mean, those are signs of like definite liver failure, but it, it, almost like a gastroenteritis, they just really don't feel well. So what about, what about like, a the, the vomiting is it's like every now and then, I don't know what this is from, but he'll just like vomit up some bile like fluid stuff. Uh, there is something called bilious vomiting where if he doesn't eat for a really long time, like if you don't feed, if he goes a really long time without eating, the bile in their stomach can actually be like acidic and um, cause them to be a little bit nauseous and cause them to to vomit. So if he's doing that either early in the morning or late at night, like we're long that, periods where he's not going between. That's when he does it. Yeah. In the morning. In early in the morning. Yeah. If he does it early in the morning, then I would say the first thing that I would try would probably be to try either feeding him a little bit later or like right before bed or right when he gets up in the morning, just give him like a little something bland, like a little cracker or a little biscuit or just something. So he has something in his stomach so that he doesn't um, vomit bile. Oh, cool. Yeah. It, so it happens like once yeah. every like, you know, like three weeks or something. He'll yeah. just like wake up and throw up. And so I'm, like, I'm not overly concerned, but I think give that a try. And if that doesn't work, and I definitely think repeating the blood work with the denimarin is a really good idea. Just making sure you want to look at trends. Trends are the most important thing. So if he's just kind of staying stable where he is, then great. But if he's trending, you know, upwards, then it, it's worth investigating um, further, like with an ultrasound. But right. uh, like I said, he's 15. Um, if he's eating and drinking and otherwise doing all of his normal things, I don't get overly concerned about this, but cool. it's just something to, to watch. And yeah. to round out our personality test, um, <laughs> how are his how are his cock blocking skills? Cock, well, dude, he actually helps. I don't I don't know if he's a cock block. I think. Yeah. He's, I mean, uh, he really wingman wingman, dude. He 
brings in condoms and everything. He's good. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Duke. <laughs> no, Doogie is cock blocking skills. I don't think he really does. I mean, you know, he does like, you know, with girlfriends and stuff, he has to lay in the middle. He can't like, you know, if we're in bed or something, he can't like, uh, yeah, he <laughs> doesn't do one side or the other. He has to be in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's That's way more fun when your dog is 75 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> our dog. Like our dog. Yeah. How big is your dog? So we're giving him a one. No cock She's blocking. 75 yeah. pounds. Yeah, I give yeah. him a one. Yeah. 75. Wow. I think that might be the first uh Yeah, he's a helper. I can blocking. see him help. I mean, look at him and his videos for God's sakes. I mean. Dude, when he was a puppy, I just like cruised down the like main street in Huntington and I just, people would come up and chicks would come up and be like, oh my God. I'm like, hey, what's up? I go. <laughs> That's great. So we have one final thing, but you have been a fantastic guest. But it's quizzy time to see that if you, Amir K, deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Okay, question one. As an Iranian dog owner, you probably know everything about dogs in Iran. So... Answer me this. In January of 2019, Iran upset the dog world because it outlawed what practice? Walking your dog, kissing your dog in the mouth, or breeding your poodle and making doodles? No, kissing the dog in the mouth. Uh, it was actually walking your dog. You're joking. No. They, uh, <laughs> they fucking outlawed walking your dog in Tehran. Are you fucking apparently, kidding me? Dude, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know anything that's going on with... Iran and the dog culture. I have no idea. Other than my mom, when she went there, she like she went and like helped out with this dog rescue that they started there, which people don't Aww. really they don't, but they don't treat dogs the same as we do here. You know, it's like yeah, yeah it's totally different. different. Yeah. yeah, but apparently it's is not as serious as it was made out to be. Like it's not like really that enforced. Like enforced but it, it, yeah. it was actually there was a decree that you're no longer to walk dogs in public places. Amir. You appeared in High Times Magazine for a very flattering article. Upon Googling the terms High Times Dog Weed, the first article one sees is entitled Why You Shouldn't Get Your Dogs High. But the topic of the second article in the search is what? What to do when your dog gets high? Famous people that get their dogs high. A special weed just for dogs or why you should get your dogs high. Why you should get your dogs high. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, yeah. The, God, I didn't hear that. The I'm article was that. entitled <laughs> Safely Medicate Your Dogs with Cannabis. Well, it's, is that it's an interview with. Is that. Uh, well, funny you should ask. Uh, it's an interview with some woman who isn't a vet or a doctor of any kind, and yeah. it's specifically not CBD. Oh. Uh, it's just some, it's real ass weed. And she admits that there's no way to predict how your dog is going to react to getting high. So take it slow. <laughs> That's so fucked up. What do you say, doctor? Oh, no, you should not get your dogs high. There is, um, I do have a partnership with Medterra, a CBD company for dogs. So I do think like that. I think that people people want it and are going in that direction. Um, but no, you shouldn't get them high with like weed itself. There is weed toxicity in dogs. It can be very dangerous. Um, and so, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not. Then they wind up seeing me in the emergency room. So oh, I'm not a fan have of you had that? actually high. Oh, yeah, for sure. All the time. Yeah. People, dogs get into weed. Like um, edibles. They Alex, get high. Yes. Alex Pavone called her up and was like, hey, um, <laughs> I think Bello. I had three gummy bears and now I can only find one of them. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So that was a whole call with poison control. And because, 
yeah, edibles are a totally different story too. So, but yeah. one thing that the first article that was claiming that you should not get them high pointed out that I never would have thought of is that being high for one day for a dog is like being high for seven days for us. That's hilarious. So stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that's not even true though, right? Like the age isn't like, it's not Um, directly correct. It's sort of true. I have a post about this. So I have a post about that on my Instagram. Everybody should go look at it. Um, But it is, I mean, if you want to talk in like very, very generalizations, it's somewhat true. It gets a little bit more complicated than that. But it is a pretty decent generalization, but it's not quite true. So yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay, cool. It depends a lot on the dog, the type of dog, you know, the size of the dog. Usually small dogs live longer. Doogie obviously will live forever. So that's Clearly. what's important. Yes, right? boy. Yeah. Yes, boy. <laughs> okay, final question. This is it. This is only pass fail. Okay. So this is for all the marbles. All right. As an actor, you appeared in the film Argo. So obviously, you know that the dog Argos is a legend in Greek mythology. Argos was the faithful hound of what epic warrior? Odysseus, George Papadopoulos, John Stamos, or Epstein didn't kill himself? Odysseus. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Yeah, dude, I got it. Woo! Yes, you, you deserve, deserve dogs. dogs. Uh, so the story is pretty rad. So Odysseus went off to battle in Troy to whoop some Trojan ass. He had to leave behind a fierce hound named Argos, and Argos was nice at hunting deer, boar, wabbits, you name it. He was gone for years, and when he came back, his whole compound was overrun as a bunch of his enemies were trying to get with his babe. So he snuck back into his own villa dressed as a beggar, and nobody recognized him until he saw his dog Argos, who was now old and hanging out in a pile of manure for some reason. (laughs) Argos, Argos recognized him, perked up for the first time in years, but he didn't go nuts because he didn't want to give Odysseus away, and he just gave him a chin nod, which I believe is the first sup dog. Sup dog, hell yeah, that sounds (laughs) great. <laughs> but uh, Amir, thank you so much, man. You were That's awesome, been fantastic. And, uh, there, there can't be a better time to have a dog. And you're such a good dog dad, and I love that so much about you. And thank you for your videos. They tickle me, and they should tickle every girl out there who is normal. You guys so, are. Awesome. Thanks for doing them. <laughs> thanks for doing a podcast like this, guys. I think it's very informative. And I think <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, like where this. can people follow you? Uh, at Amir Comedy on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and like you know, you can find me on Facebook that way too. Forward slash Amir Comedy. I, I just com. found you, A-M-I-R, and you got that little blue check mark. That's so. it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Dude, it was it's great important. talking to you guys, man. Richie, I haven't pretty seen you for a while. Up. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was great seeing you. Any, any questions, feel free to reach out, Amir. Thanks so much, guys. I'm going to. I will. 100%. I'm going to call you. I'm like a hypochondriac with me and him. So um, you, got, you got it, me. But... You got it. <laughs> All right. You guys, you, guys awesome. you can find me. Everything is at Richie Redding. At Dr. Lisa Lipman. And check out Amir K Comedy. Later, guys. Bye, Amir. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. 
and you can find both of us at our respective handles those exact names at Richie Redding at Dr. Lisa Lippman and uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor of course who is Jordan Aaron and our executive producer King Joffrey himself Jeff Umbro of The Podglomerate and you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge let them know we sent you it also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on apple podcasts or share an episode on socials tag us at we don't deserve dogs and let us know what you thought we'll see you next week when we return with another episode of we don't deserve dogs All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.